Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts, Chris Schubert, floating around as a producer. We're from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all of your sports wagering information and needs. They've got it all. The NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, that's keeping up, right? We got the, the conference finals there, football futures, Vegas casino games, poker. It's all there for you. And they have a great website. It's easy to use. You can check it out on your desktop or your mobile device. And if you sign up today, we'll give you a 50% welcome on your first deposit when you use our code BLEAV. That's B-L-E-A-V. It's bet online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Utah Day to you. Utah. The Utes. Yeah, man. They get a whole day. The Utes. The Cougs. Good for them. Utah State. Is there, what are their, is there such a thing as like national revamp hotel office space day? Is that can I'll, we make if, that a day? I mean, I'm not sure that there's a whole lot that goes into declaring things as a day. So you just tell me when you want that to be. It is today. Um because I'm, oh, I'm okay. obviously in a hotel and um yeah. the chairs all clunky and the desk isn't ergonomically flexible it's it's a challenge today but we're going to get through it and we're going to talk about uh, uh this past weekend because we had a lot of great experiences and met a lot of great football players this past yeah. weekend in santa monica we sure did qb retreat steve clarkson a lot of good football players there but kyle um one thing that i didn't know about uh the greater los angeles area is that you know 63 and overcast means you're getting sunburnt so uh, I'm very much a lobster over here. Yeah, because you already went through your sunburn episode the week before, so you had that base already defined. You Correct. were ready base to roll. Burn. Yeah, my base burn Chris. has now been delivered. Chris, do you get burnt? Obviously, you're a fair-skinned gentleman, and, and you live in Arizona. Yes. Like, what's what's your – do you just stay out of the sun completely? Like, do you get a base burn and then you're good? Like, how does it work for you? Let me just let me just check living the weather. in this area. Yeah, let me just check the weather real quick. Yeah, it's going to be about ninety five today. No, I will not be going outside into the sun at all. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't burn. I very rarely burn. I do a nice little tan. Mm. Uh, but you got it. You got to prepare yourself, right? Like if you're going out on the golf course in the hundred and ten degree heat, you're just you're good. If you're not careful, you're gonna get you're gonna get burned. So so yeah, you gotta you gotta prepare accordingly. Yes, Joseph. It was sixty three and cloudy. So clearly, there's a there's a misunderstanding on your end of how sun rays work. UV rays, like you just there's you miss that lesson in science class that just because there's clouds does like oh even though, me and every know, other person at the QB treat we, we were all cooked man. You should Jack McKessie. Jack, he's struggling. You should see Jack McKessie. Oh, am I going to see him on the staff meeting here in a little bit? That'll be fun. Uh, I thought he might need a stretcher on Sunday morning. He was <laughs> he was burnt to a crisp. Nobody, nobody was like, "Hey, here's some sunblock." You just you go to the store, get like the little sprays. Come on, guys. It was fun, I, I, and the weather was beautiful as well. It was, yeah. You know, 
the weather was beautiful. The facility was beautiful. The event was really well done. You had a lot of really talented players who are college players. We got to meet some high-profile uh, recruits that are coming into college football, still playing at the high school level. Uh, Brandon Ennis, the wide receiver, was there. Um, lots, lots of really good football players that had a chance to go out and work with the kids hands-on. Obviously, you know, this networking opportunity for them amongst themselves and, and for Steve Clarkson to have all of them there was re- really, really, really well done. So, Kyle, you know, we, we talked to a lot of really good football players and had a lot of great mm-hmm. conversations. But and when you think about all the conversations you were able to have, what was your favorite one? And you only get big one. You can't Ryan. do the Joe Marino was, triple dip. Just one. It was Ryan Holinsky. Because, <laughs> like, we ran into him at the hotel and we ended up talking X's and O's for 45 minutes. And then we interviewed him on Sunday and got another 20, 25 minutes of his time and we just really got deep in the weeds and he's he's been coming to Clarkson's camp for a really long time so like he's he's got a full appreciation of like both ends of it as both a participant and then a counselor and uh, obviously coming into this season at Northwestern he's got a good opportunity out in front of him he talked a lot about his experiences at South Carolina when he first started playing and just a really fun dude to talk to uh he's not the most high profile guy that we talked to. Right. I mean, we, we met a bunch of guys that are in conversation to be absolute top of the first round kind of players this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Ryan's not necessarily considered in that Aaron and that light, but you walk away from any conversation you have with him and you're really impressed with his football IQ and his personality. And those two things uh, made him my, my favorite talk that I had all week on. Um, I'll I'll answer that question with Alabama quarterback Jalen Milrow, and um, this conversation cost me the second and third quarter of the uh, the Celtics and Heat uh, game. Game seven of Heat, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take it, man. He he's um he's a really fun person to chat with, and um you know he's the next Alabama quarterback after Bryce Young does his thing this was the guy that's probably going to be their starting quarterback a, a freshman last year and um, got a chance to play in four games and got a chance to meet his family but you know I was chatting with Jalen for a long time and you know he was really candid and what one of my favorite things that we got into was as a high profile quarterback recruit when you're considering your options and what's important to you and I asked him, I said, why do we see big-time quarterback recruits, five-star quarterbacks, go to programs that don't necessarily do the things that are going to set themselves up well for the next level, for the NFL? And um, you think about that happening all the time and and some of the questions and and the difficulty in the evaluation that we face because of the style of offense that they're asked to play. And he said – I'll be honest with you. That's a big reason why I, you know, he was originally c- committed to Texas. He said the big reason why I flipped over to Alabama. He's like, I know, you know, there that NFL offensive coordinators are doing NFL things, and I want to do that to put myself in the best possible position to showcase myself. And so, you know, he can only speak for himself. And but for him, that was a, a major factor in wanting to go to Alabama. You know, he's a, he's from Texas in the Houston area, and you know, went to a a, a new school out there and was able to. Uh, do some good things and you know he's you look at him and I think that was what drew me to Jalen is I was told he was a quarterback and and I'm like no 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 that 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 guy's that guy's a linebacker uh maybe a tight end maybe a fullback he's not a quarterback but he's a quarterback 
he yeah and and of course i've since went home and watched some of his uh some of his stuff some of his spring game stuff some of his high school stuff and and even you know when he got into games and man he's uh he's a really interesting player good good family enjoyed chatting with him but yeah he was that was the conversation that i i reflect upon and say that was the one that i really enjoyed the most and we had a lot of great conversations which we'll talk about here in just a moment but just kind of the headliner for me was Jalen Milrow. Yeah, I think that's what makes this event a really cool one to have the opportunity to go to, right? Is it's it's not the relationships for the 2023 draft eligible guys. It's it's guys who obviously have all the talent in the world at their disposal, but are aren't on that timeline yet. And now you're you're so much more hyper aware of them and their skills and and who they are as people before they get that opportunity to take advantage of it and really oh, take the college football world by storm. And, you know, you, mm-hmm. you think about some of the recruits that were there or some incoming freshmen as well that were there that we had a chance to talk to or even Cam Ward from Incarnate Word who, Word, who mm-hmm. transferred to Washington State and is now going to play on a much, much, much bigger platform and getting a chance to talk to him talk to Caleb Williams or we talk to CJ Stroud and like it's it's a whole slew and gambit of guys in their personal chapters but the ones that I think we've gravitated towards in reflection some of the ones that we enjoyed the most are the ones that like hey we really don't know you as a player yet let's get to know you as the person first yeah that's been a, a layer to the evaluation we haven't always have had excuse me in the past and and we've made a lot of strides there and Obviously, getting a chance to go to events like this and, and spending time with quarterbacks, which are the most difficult to get a chance to uh, to get to know that they were really candid and, and we had a great time. Uh, you mentioned Cameron Ward, um, going to be the the quarterback at Washington State, transferred in from Incarnate Word, and I, I'm pretty sure his like offensive coordinator or head coach or something went to Washington State and he brought one of his favorite receivers with him. This guy's six three, two hundred twenty pounds. Um, unbelievable production last year um, at Incarnate Word as a thrower and as a runner. Um, Just a lot of production. And you could just tell he was really comfortable um, with everything that's going to happen at Washington State just based on some of the familiarity carrying over despite it being a new situation. He talked about being a zero-star recruit and uh, having you know a good little run at Incarnate Word, and all of a sudden he's in the transfer portal and he's a four-star recruit and how football's already given him some great opportunities. But uh, he's a guy that you know I'm excited to stay up and watch some Pac-12 after dark to, to see what this guy can do on the field because there's a comfort level, he's talented, and um, he's very ambitious. So Shuby's pump-fisted. Was What's a, going on? Was that a Pac-12 after yeah, dark of, appreciation of response? Of course it was. Hashtag okay, I didn't know if you knew Cam or – No, yeah. anytime Pac-12 after dark gets mentioned on the show, I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. Yeah, now I'm going to be staying up watching Washington State and Arizona, but uh, I got to see my guy Cam Ward play some ball. He, he looks like a, a really fun football player. Joe, you know what I think my favorite piece of irony was from this weekend? What you got? My favorite conversation with a player eligible for 2023 at Steve Clarkson's QB retreat was with a running back. (laughs) Bijan? Bijan. No question. Of the 2023 eligible guys that we talked to, Bijan was a delight. And that was a fun foil, and that came up in the conversation that we have, and that interview will come out um, sooner rather than later. 
uh, we we did do a bunch of interviews there. And, and one of the things that we talked about in the interview with Bijan was, hey, last time we were in LA, we talked to Ricky Williams and we asked Ricky <laughs> about you. <laughs> and that transition from Bijan to talking about how close he is with Ricky and Earl Campbell and Jamal Charles and being having that kind of support system with the pipeline of Texas running backs. And then you watch him go back and watch him play. And we, we did the interview on Saturday and we're back at the hotel on Saturday night and Sunday morning. And I got B. John Robinson in Texas on because it's like, man, like he, he really left you with a, <laughs> an excitement about who he is as a person. In addition to this, the obvious skill set that he has and, you're watching him at six foot two twenty, and he's every bit of that in person. And you're watching the cuts that this dude makes, and it's like, my goodness, he cuts like Jamal Charles sometimes, <laughs> like, but he's doing it at six foot two twenty, and then he'll run over guys like Ricky used to. So it's just this really fun kind of blend, and you can see like a little bit, like little flashes of those names that he talked about in the interview. It's like. I see that. I see that that bit of Jamal as a slashing runner. And I see that with the power that Ricky has. And oh, the sky is the limit for Bijan. And he was great with his time. He was very thoughtful with his answers. I mean, Joe, we went from everything to um, managing protection out of RPO concepts to, you know, why Steve Sarkeesian's offense allows you to <laughs> Oh, get be so multiple while also being true to your core principles, to the legacy he wants to leave at Texas, to the pipeline of Texas running backs, everything. I mean, we, we threw a lot at him and he took it all in stride and he was he was great. And, and I think what struck me about Bijan Robinson is we're talking about one of the premier playmakers in college football among the top 10 in terms of best odds to win the Heisman Trophy in 2022. And he was just extremely down to earth, right? I mean, you just felt like this guy was just down-to-earth personable. And, you know, from a personality side of things, you felt so good about who he is and, and how he can settle into a locker room and, and be a great teammate. You know, that's something that I really extrapolated from that conversation. How about Caleb Williams, the, the now USC quarterback transferring from Oklahoma? He – there's a lot there. He's a player that – I want to learn more about um, because his process, his discipline, him making a choice at 10 years old that he wanted to pursue being a quarterback and what he embraced to get to that point with early mornings and just a very regimented life to this point. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that lives, breathes, eats, sleeps football. It's Caleb Williams, and obviously he's extremely talented. And, and we talk about that marriage of talent and habits. And when you have that, I mean, you have really special football players. And so uh, just him being candid and people will hear it in the interview when they get a chance for it to come out. I'm not going to say anything that he didn't say, you know, for everyone to hear, but it was eaten away at him last year when he wasn't on the field, when they lost a couple of games, you know, you could tell that that rubbed him some type of way and it really influenced, you know, his approach and he's just continuing to learn. And so, I'll tell you what, USC fans, you guys should be excited about this guy. Obviously, I'm sure you are with Lincoln Riley and the recruiting class that came in, but being able to get Caleb Williams to go with you know, a guy like Jordan Addison, who's now over there, one of the premier yeah, receivers in the country. Mario Williams, who we got a chance to meet, who was at Oklahoma. I mean, mm -hmm. that guy's a ball of fire, man. Some really good dudes 
taking control of that USC program and obviously nothing more important than the quarterback and Caleb Williams. Man, you could just tell he's wired the right way. And everything we asked him was very calculated. He wanted to give us good answers. And we do a lot of interviews, right? That's not always the case. Some people are just trying to get through it, you know, give them, you know, their their prepared type answers. Caleb was candid. He's passionate. And I can't watch wait to watch this guy play at USC. How about um first of all, shout out to to Keith Sanchez, who is out here as well. Uh, Keith's coming up on his one-year anniversary of being with TDN, which we're obviously very excited about. And he was out here, and he jumped in on a bunch of these interviews as well. And uh, the reason I thought to, to shout out Keith was he was on uh, the Stroud conversation with me, and we, we talked to CJ a little bit. And um, I think the thing that impressed me the most about CJ was, like, the casual confidence that he had. Um Yes. We asked him about his growth as a player. Uh, we asked him, how do you, Keith asked him, how do you, um, how does your approach change this year now that you guys lost a couple offensive linemen, you lost a couple wide receivers? And CJ was like, I, I think you'd ask those guys, they tell you I was that dude last year. So there, I don't think mm-hmm. there's a whole lot that's going to change for me as far as how I. <laughs> serve as a leader on this team because I I think I was that last year. And that was like a really like, oh, like I loved hearing him have so much ownership over everything that Ohio State their their successes and their failures. Like he wore it, right? And and he he took that ownership that you would want a quarterback to take of like it's I'm the quarterback, right? And he really effused that throughout the conversation that that he had that mentality. And it's just continuing to be business as usual. And obviously with them having Jackson Smith and Jigba back and Marvin Harrison Jr., like they got plenty of dudes that are going to be able to win mm-hmm. rounds. And we asked him about mm-hmm. that offense and, and how that offense is so successful. He's like, well, we got a lot of good football players at Ohio State. And that's going to be the case again this year. So – uh, the casual confidence that CJ had, I think, was the thing that impressed me the most of that conversation. How about Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback? We really didn't talk football with Bryce. He, we talked about cooking, you know, <laughs> yeah. air fryers and sous vide steaks and uh, how he loves to play basketball and, and, and all those types of things. And so, you know, we didn't really like poke into the football side with Bryce, which, I mean, it kind of speaks for himself what he was able to get done as the Heisman Trophy winner and the success he had at Alabama. But you know, we're, we're we're kind of in a in a circle just chatting with Bryce, and it's about cooking and basketball and um, cracking jokes. And some some of those jokes may have missed a little, but uh, we we had a fun time chatting with the Heisman Trophy winner. Um, there, you mentioned some of the younger players, and obviously, I've already talked about <clears throat> excuse me, Jalen Milrow over at uh, Go ahead. at Al- Alabama. Go ahead, but have how about moment here? You know where I'm going, Malik. Uh, you're going to talk about Malik. Oh. Yeah, <clears throat> good. Malik Murphy at Texas, man. Holy smokes. Okay, this there's no size questions with Malik, just like there's no size questions with Jalen Milrow. But, you know, Malik, uh, early enrollee, true freshman at Texas, big-time recruit. 6'5". Um, dude, every bit of it. 200. Right pounds. now, he's 19 or 18 yes. years old. Yeah. And yeah. and and you know what? Keith asked him the, the, the QB, like QB comparison – thing and what did he say justin herbert josh allen i'm like brother 
you are speaking my language. This guy can rip a ball 80 yards in the air. Uh, went through and, I mean, obviously get drawn to these players and, and watch some of his stuff. He's got some crazy stuff in terms of what he can do with arm talent throwing the football. And so I I, I don't know that I'll I'll say everything that I said behind closed doors after talking with him, but, man, I think this Joe's is Joe's very that, excited. Joe's very excited. Very, very excited about Malik Murphy. So between Malik Murphy and Jalen Milrose, who are, you know, Texas and Alabama quarterbacks, and then a couple of uh, young high school players in Dylan Rayola and, and uh, Jaden Davis, who I is – he started talking about Weddington High School, and I'm like, yo, bro, that's where I went to school. We kind of connected over that, and he's, you know, a junior, five-star, number one quarterback uh, coming out for two classes from now. There's some – I'll say that the the future of the quarterback position is in good hands. There's a lot of exciting, physically gifted people, but also really good people, right? Like guys that you can en- envision being in major roles as a quarterback, whether it's the college level and then eventually the NFL. You know, there's some. It was really cool to kind of get a feel for the future of of that position. There's a lot of good dudes and really talented people coming through the ranks. You know, the the only thing we didn't touch on that I really was an impressive answer to me was from Mario Williams, the wide receiver at USC who transferred along with Caleb Williams from, from Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley. And we asked him like, who are some guys that you study a lot at the pro level? And he mm-hmm. gave you a lot, like he gave you some standard answers, right? He gave you Devonte Adams and Stephon Diggs. Adams, yeah. uh, but then he came out and hit us with Cole Beasley and uh, Hunter Renfro. And he Mm -hmm. talked about how they run their routes and the nuance that they have as far as whether they're on the front side of the read or if they understand that they're on the back side of the progression, they have more time to create and get open and, and the tempo of their routes and how they're different. And for a guy who hasn't played a ton of ball to have that kind of intuition when he's studying NFL players, I thought was really, really impressive. And then I'm back here at the hotel last night and I'm watching the bowl game where Caleb Williams and and Mario are are playing against Oregon. And um, he's got a nice catch and run with a touchdown up over the middle of the field against cover zero. And he's just a player who now that I've, met him and I know how he views the game, I carry certain, like I have high expectations for him now. Whereas I mean, if you look at the resume before he transfers to Oklahoma, he, he's not Jordan Addison coming in, right? Like Jordan Addison's production speaks for itself. But I yeah, have very high expectations uh, for Mario and thought he, he was very intuitive in that component of what we talked to him about. And I think that was good awareness by Mario. And and he's a big-time recruit. Uh, ESPN actually had him as their number one receiver in the country back in 2020. Um, mm-hmm. Big-time recruit. Um, 247 had him at number four in terms of wide receivers. But he's 5'9", 185. That's what USC lists him at. And so I think it's it's smart for him to watch. I mean, like, yeah, Devontae Adams, that's, that's a great player, but you're not built like him, right? You have a different type of skill set. And so I think embracing – the Hunter Renfro's and the Cole Beasley, you know, maybe there's a, a level of athleticism with Mario that I'm interested in seeing. You know, I think that's that's really oh, smart. More, you can tell that guy has a lot than, of energy. He's more dynamic than those guys. Sure. Like you said, sure. he's a firecracker. 
Yeah, he just a, an infectious smile, right? Like he just yes. smiled the entire conversation. He was a lot of energy, and, and the structure of of the event is very much like these are you know, who's who of the best college players in, in college football. But there's a lot of high schoolers, there's a lot of middle schoolers, even even some younger than that. Where you know it's a it's a it's not a camp that you can't say that because they they very much brand themselves as a retreat. But it's, it is that opportunity for those younger kids to get some instruction and get a chance to interact with some of the older guys. And Mario is just, you could tell he loved it, right? He loved being there in that, in that setting. And and it was, it meant a lot to him. He talked about that was like kind of paying Mm -hmm. it forward and, and, and embracing being a mentor. And and some of his visions for what he wants to do long-term is, is just help this young generation. And I think this was obviously a, a good event for him to showcase that. And you could tell that he had a passion for it. We have a lot of content coming out of QB Retreat to keep your eyes peeled for because it's a lot of great conversation. So plan accordingly. We will let you know as those come out. We'll obviously be pushing them on social media. They'll be on the website. They'll be on the YouTube channel. You name it. But uh, we'll make sure to ping you here on Draft Dudes uh, as well when those interviews are available. But definitely check them out. I want to thank everybody for carving some time out of their day to check out Draft Dudes. Thank our friends at Ben Online for their continued support of the show. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, Draft Dudes, make it a great day, and we'll talk with you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.